Man, I was just kind of looking over my shoulder here this morning, uh, trying to get the dates right. 2014, is that right? Would that be when Terry Schiavo got starved to death? Was that back in 2014? Or was it before that? Seems to me like it was a lot longer. It was longer than that ago. But the reason I bring it up is because kind of. 17 years ago. Thank you, Naomi. I knew that wasn't right. So that had been 2004. That was the first time I was ever arrested was down in Pinellas County, Florida. Uh, First really big thing of activism I ever did. By myself, flew down to Pinellas County, heard about this, what was going on down there. They were starving a handicapped woman to death. And went down there and, uh, wow, wow, 17 years ago. Tried to warn them back then. I tried to warn them back then, right, folks, of the slippery moral slope that we were on. Some people didn't want to hear it. Some people wanted uh, they wanted to starve a woman to death merely because a judge said so. A judge said so. Judge said that uh, st- folks not unplug her from any, from any machine. You do know this, don't you? Starve her to death. Pull out the feeding tube and let her die from starvation. Mom and dad didn't want her to die. They said, we'll take care of her. Her husband, Michael, uh, one one she I Michael, can't remember his last name right now. Uh, listen, we don't. It's hard to walk in somebody else's shoes, right? He said somewhere along the line in some conversation that they had had, she'd they had, she'd said that she didn't want to live like that. Pull pull that uh, video up there if you have real quick. She said she didn't want to she didn't want to live like that. And so after she had a some type of brain aneurysm or something like that at the age of like twenty seven years old. Uh, she was she was profoundly profoundly handicapped. I don't know if you guys remember the story or not. I just want to show you really a clip here. Right, just started right about there, and watch who pops into the screen here. This is long time ago, long time. Go ahead and play it real quick, Spence. A lot of the motives were that drove those who rallied to the side of Terry's parents. To deliberately starve her to death is an act of cruelty, and ultimately, it's murder itself. Terry touched a nerve with so many people because they saw a family that was willing and wanting to care for her. They didn't understand why they weren't being allowed to do that. On both sides, emotions ran high. No one would want to live this way. 20 times in court. 20 times. This is the Roe versus Wade of euthanasia. I used to say, what are these people doing? Why Terry? People's feeding tubes are removed every day. To this day, I don't know why. But it was very surreal. Should Terry Shibo live? There's big news. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's that's where I cut my teeth, and I just happened to realize today it was as Naomi said 17 years ago. Look, my goodness, look, look how look how we've fallen, (laughs) huh? You remove a righteous standard, Katie bar the door. I made the made the comment back then that uh, it wouldn't be very long before they'd be pulling the plug on. uh, How how many people have seen uh, their entire inheritance waste away because? Mom and Pop had to go into nursing home, and uh, all the money went to the nursing home, and the children lost their inheritance. And uh, I think money's at the root of all evil, isn't it? I think money's at the bottom of all of it. And so I said, Dev, if, you, if you let them do this to Terry Schiavo, you wouldn't do it to a dog. You wouldn't starve a dog to death. If you let them do it to Terry Schiavo, the next thing, people are going to pop everywhere, up everywhere and say, well, Grandpa didn't want to live like that. You remember when Grandpa said that? He didn't want to live like that. See, we're, we're all those who hate me, the Bible says, love death. They love death. 
There's this infatuation with the wages of sin is death. All sin leads to death. And those who hate Christ love death. They engage in it. They promote it. I'm going to show you some other stuff here today. Let's get Myra in here. Let her, let Myra pray, pray, pray us in here. Go ahead, Myra. Yes. Uh, good morning, Coach. Good morning, Harold. Uh, we're reading Hosea 4.6, King James Version. Mm. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Boy, are they ever. <laughs> because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Holy Spirit, you are welcome to coach Dave Handel and lead unto all truth. Romans 121, 25, King James Version, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, mm. and their foolish heart was darkened. Yes, it was. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Yes, Lord. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like two corruptible men and two birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the loss of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. John Amen. 15, 18, King James Version. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Sure Pray did. your role. Ephesians <laughs> 4, 5. Through six King James Version, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I release the glory, fire, and love of Jesus unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. That's that. Well, a lot of that going on in there, folks. A lot of that going on. Hey, real quickly before we get too far along, Rob Pugh needs your help. Click on that first one for me there, Spencer. Rob Pugh, Wisconsin Christian News. I received a a kind of a desperation email yesterday. You guys know Rob. You know the Wisconsin Christian News. Uh, You can probably imagine, like everything else, his costs have skyrocketed. They've skyrocketed. And uh, they're, they're behind the eight ball. So I've just asked all of you, as many of you as you can, just go there on the Wisconsin Christian News, and if you can, make a donation to Rob. Or, or maybe, hey, maybe you don't get the maybe you don't get the magazine, maybe you don't get the paper. Uh, uh, subscribe to it. But he's got a, He's a, He's in a hole right now, and he says there's probably going to be a hole next. Folks, there, there aren't hardly any of these papers like this anywhere in the in America anymore. WisconsinChristianNews.com. Wisconsin Christian News. You guys know Rob, you know the great work that he does. You know he's a great supporter of what we do here. And uh, we, know the, we know the burden of financial issues. We, we all understand that. So uh, if you could, 
either subscribe or drop him a donation or whatever. Let's try to try to help Rob get back on track there. Amen. Amen. What else, Coach? What else do you have there? Boy, I got that. I got that. I showed Sarah. Uh, I'm a, I want to kind of – I want to go back. Can I go back a little bit from yesterday? Because I'm going I'm to dive into something today. I want to give you a fair warning up, up front before I get into it. Um, I wanted, I'm going to talk about – let's get there. I'm in the wrong place here. There we go. Uh, I want to talk – the homosexual agenda is everywhere we look. It's everywhere we look. And I think there's great confusion on how we should treat homosexuals. I'll ask a question. It's a tough question. It's something we have to begin to deal with. Can you be a Christian child molester? Can you be a Christian adulterer? Can you be a Christian thief? Can you be a Christian liar? Can you be a Christian drug user? Can you be a Christian alcoholic? And I don't know if I, I, somehow we have to figure out in this Christian walk we're in, because it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. How do you do what, by the way, I believe it was Gandhi who said, love the sinner hate the sin. That was not Jesus Christ. That is nowhere in the Bible. And we're going to have to decide how we are supposed to deal with sinning saints. I just put that word together in my head. Can you be a a Christian and continually engage in fornication outside of marriage? Can you do that? Can you be a Christian and continue to engage in thievery and robbery? Can you? And I would think that most of us would probably say, well, you can't be, you're not a Christian if you're stealing. You're not a Christian if you're, if you're molesting little kids. You're not a Christian if you're running around on your wife. But you're a Christian if you're a homosexual. Is that right? Can homosexuals be Christians? Or can Christians be homosexuals? This is such an uncomfortable subject for us to talk about. But I got a reason why I'm throwing it on the table here today, okay? Because this agenda is so deeply embedded and embroiled in our culture and our society that the church is absolutely 100% confused about what our approach is supposed to be in regards to homosexuality. Can you, be a, can you be a Christian and continually bathe yourself in pornography? Hopefully you're thinking, because this is, this is some serious stuff. I want to show you a couple things as we jump in here real quick. Uh, what, what is that? No, that's not what it is. Go to, go to uh, Romans, I'm sorry, number four for me real quick, Spence. Number four, Sin Babies. Book of James. I was, this came to my remembrance this morning. And stay with me a second. I want to show you something here. It says, "Blessed is the man that endureth temptation." Maybe if we stopped or I started right there a second and ask ourselves, "What is temptation, and where does temptation come from?" We can blame the devil. 
And sometimes that might be the dark forces. But a lot of temptation, as we just said yesterday, comes from our carnal nature, feeding our carnal desires, our fleshly desires. And the book of James says, blesses the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Does that mean if you don't endure temptation, you don't get the crown of life? Which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempty any man. But every man is tempted. Every man is tempted. When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. To me, enticing is gone fishing. Have you ever been fishing, throw a line out there, and sometimes you get those, uh, those new bait things, and, and they sparkle and they shine because you're trying to entice the fish to, to bite on that thing so you can hook him? So sin comes as an enticement. Every man is tempted and drawn away of his own lust and enticed. But watch this. I'm talking about sin babies. That when lust hath conceived. What? Oh, yeah. When lust has produced offspring, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So the question we have to ask ourselves today is, is drug addiction a sin? Is uh, pornography a sin? Is homosexual a sin? Or are homosexuals simply the ones of all these lusts that are allowed to say, well, I was born this way? And then not only are they born this way, but then they do everything they can to go out and entice others into it, right? right? And how can such a minority of people wield such power in the American society? And I think a lot of it has to do with the confusion of the Christian in regards to what is our response. Number one, what's our response to homosexuality? And really, are they born that way? Would God born make somebody born into sin? Would he make them Would God create somebody to do something he abhors? Boy, that's an indictment on the Lord, isn't it? i got some stuff I want to show you, but I've already lit up here before we get too much farther. So let me, I know how we change, we lose our our train of thought as I move on. i got some serious stuff I want to get in, but I'll run down through here real quick. Go, Go Silver, then Bernie, then Michelle. Tell us a story, not your life story. Go ahead. How do we deal with homosexuality in the church? Go ahead, Joe. Coach, being a Christian, can we still sin? Are we once saved, always saved, excused to go wherever we want? That's right. But, Joe, the truth is, Joe, Joe, the truth is, though, as a, as a Christian, I still sin. Right? Absolutely. I still sin. I do. Not on purpose. And I try to repent of my sin. 
Can I fall into a can I fall into a lifestyle of watching pornography and just say, well, that's the way God made me? That's really what we're talking about here with homosexuality, isn't it, Joe? I was created to watch porn. I was created to watch it. It came down through my bloodline. My dad liked it. My my brothers liked it. And I'm just kind of the way God created me. That would be foolishness, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? Absolutely. And you just listed right here that sin is never excusable. Never. Okay. In fact, it's it's you're enticed, and then you create a sin baby. You conceive a sin baby inside you. Do you see that, friends? Exactly. So our confusion is, see, uh, we would all, I would, I think, I don't know. Do, does the average Christian today believe homosexuality is a sin? I don't think we do anymore. Bernie. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I... I don't want to sidetrack you. You're you're on a you're on a good thread here. Just there's so much. It's incompatible because when we remain in sin, we're we're denying the faith. And I think this point is that we our heart is need to be for people to be delivered from sin. But, mm-hmm. but when you remain in sin, you are you are denying the faith. You know, I mean, Luke seventeen three. You know, all right. We have to call it out, but we want them to be saved. Okay, we do. Ahead. But we want them to be saved, but we can't tolerate the sin, right? Would you guys would you guys would you guys permit in the pulpit, in the choir, someone that you know regularly engages with sex with young girls? He's a male, and he engages with sex with girls that are six, seven, eight years old. He was he was born that way. He was born with that attraction to little girls. Right? They dealt with that Corinthians. They had to put the guy out, you know. Yeah. But so, until he until he would repent, we got to bring people to repentance. I said, you you can you can be struggling with sin as a Christian. You need to be delivered, okay? But yeah. you can't be you can't be at peace with sin and be at peace with God at the same time. But Bernie, we're supposed to love them at all. But that's what telling us today. We're supposed to, to we're supposed to love them. But the Bible says. Bible says have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. Is there anything more unfruitful than sex between two people of the same of the same sex? It's totally and completely un, unfruitful. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. All right, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, you know, you can't get cleaned up first and then go to Jesus. It, it just doesn't work. You, He shows us our brokenness, and what He does. Watch this. Okay, we sin. And then the spirit gives us grief. What we talked about in the queue, I think yesterday, we called that good grief. Gives us grief. And if from that grief, we don't repent, metanoia, turn around and start doing things differently, then the spirit is quenched. He, so then you are, no, what happens? He steps away. He and gives you over. Sinning, he gives you over. Yes, then it's right? Romans 1. Mm-hmm. And then right? you are not a Christian. Mm. Okay, so if it's not pricking your heart anymore, then the spirit has left you. Can I, Rochelle, can I, what would you guys think if you found out today that every time I go away on one of my, one of my events where I don't take my wife, I have a woman in every city. Would I be able to come back here and say, well, hey, it's just the way the Lord made me. He just gave me a really strong sexual appetite. And I glorify him with every woman that I sleep. You, you would laugh me off of the stage, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Because, because the truth is, every man in the queue 
if he could get away with it without the restriction of the Holy Spirit, would be sleeping with every woman he ran into. Would all men agree with me on that, right? So it's the restraining of, of some form of morality that says, no, 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 dude. No, don't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And I can't, I can't say, well, I'm acting like this because this is the way God made me. Gary, come on in. Gary Dunlap. Yeah, well, the, I think we need to get back to something a little bit more basic, and that is something that a former pastor said oh, uh, years ago. If your faith hasn't changed you, has it really saved you? Mm. <laughs> I've never heard that one, right? Amen. But, but my, listen, though, my question is, my question is, again, how do we treat homosexuals? Do we treat homosexuals different, differently than child molesters? Do, 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 we, do we say, hey, let's welcome, oh, let's welcome the child molesters into the church? Let's love, let's love the child molesters. We wouldn't do that, would we? Let's welcome in the bank robbers. They were just created that way. God made them the one to have a lot of money and get it illegally. Let's welcome the bank robbers. And we wouldn't do that, would we? Well, what's this thing with homosexuality that we're treating it entirely differently than we are other very obvious, dare I say it, repulsive sins? They repulse all of us, but somehow the homosexual is the one born that way. Gene, come on in. Then Randy. I just wanted to throw this in. What is the sin of being a homosexuality? It's the act. It is the act. It's not the attraction. A man with a man and a woman with a woman. Now, there are people I do know that have this attraction, but they're not they're not following through with their action. I mean, following through with the act. They That's right. From it. So you can't. So that, there's a difference there because right. there are people out there that feel, and I. It's hard for me to understand. Gene, it says right here: Let no man say when he is tempted that I got that God made me this way. For God, I'm paraphrasing. God would not make you something that He condemns. He would not make you something He condemns. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he's not going to tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Now, the question is, what causes the same-sex attraction? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But they're drawn away of their own lust and enticed. And then, well, look. And then they're hooked. And then when that lust hath conceived. Isn't that an odd word? Conceived? When that sin has a little baby. That baby's name is sin. Because they're pregnant. And, and, and that's right, they practice it. And then it brings forth death. Now, we all know, all of us know, homosexuals who claim to be Christian. Randy, come on in. Well, Coach, your question was, how do we deal with it? What's the proper uh, way? I think it's easy if we read at Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 18. Uh, 17 it's pretty simple to see how jesus dealt with it and this is the way to do it coach this is how you operate this matthew where randy i'm sorry 18 start on verse verse 15 
And you can go down to 18. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, then you've gained a brother. But if he do not hear thee, then take one or two with you, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be as the as a heathen man and a Republican. Oh, no, not Republican. And, and a Republican, right? Folks, it appears to me that all sin is to be purged from the church. However, homosexuality, for some reason, is not included in those sins that we talk about here. Come on in, Craig. I'll go back to my basic argument of logic, okay? At the core, most people would agree that the Bible is about blessings and curses. So let's just start at the beginning of the book. First time the word blessed is used is in verse 22, chapter 1, when he blesses animals because it says, be fruitful and multiply. The next time he uses uh, blessings is in verse 28 when he says, for about man and male and female, I'm going to bless them to be fruitful and multiply. And time, the first time you get to curse is when uh, it goes to Genesis 3 when the serpent yeah. gets cursed. Okay, so that's the first time that's used. Well, then the next time that the word blessed is used is in chapter 9, and this is after the flood. And then it says, God bless Noah and his sons. And he says, what? Be fruitful and multiply. And then I would go to this verse here. I would say, okay, following in that same um, Genesis 9, it says, and God said, this is a sign of a covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I will set my rainbow in the cloud and it will be a sign for a covenant between me and you. Well, how can you have perpetual generations if you have same-sex uh, actions? You can't, okay? So, mm, the, right. the sign goes, so it's unnatural. It's unnatural, right? Right. The sign will go Folks. away. And then, let me just finish up with one here, Coach. And then, Thank uh, you. Says, uh, this is Galatians 6. It says, uh, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will the flesh reap corruption. But he mm-hmm. who sows to the spirit will the spirit reap everlasting life. Amen. <clears throat> Pretty simple, uh, Randy. But <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Pretty simple, except <clears throat> uh, Craig and not Randy. Uh, we treat homosexuality different, friends. You know that, right? We treat it differently. It's, it's not unusual to have a homosexual singing in the choir because his voice is so beautiful. That's not unusual. We say, well, we love the sinner. We love the sinner. We, we're not going to condemn them. Who are we to judge? But you wouldn't have a pedophile up there doing it, would you? Well, you See, this is the real struggle that we have in Christianity. Is God's words true, or are there exceptions to God's rule? Does, did, God, did, did God punish Sodom and Gomorrah, not because of sodomy, but because they were not very hospitable? This kind of stuff we're dealing with, friends. Well, I think, Coach, I think sodomy was the, was the cherry on top, okay? That was the ending of it. In other words, like you said, when you get to the point of rapid homosexuality, you're already at the tipping point. Okay, it's it's the it, you're in judgment to a certain degree, but you're invoking the wrath of God. 
because you've built up all these this time to get to that point. So then, so Craig, then why does why does the church casually look the other way against same sex sins? That's that's the question I'm asking. Debbie, come on in. Well, I think for one thing, with the experience that I've had in my life, they don't know the Bible. They haven't read what the Bible says, what the Word of mm-hmm. God says about it. They don't want to know because as long as they don't know, then they don't have to reconcile that in their brains, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's Debbie, so- you would agree. You you would agree with this that attraction is very very real, and they they who knows what causes that same sex attraction? But to them, it is very very real, and they say this is who I am. I can't help it. I'm attracted to men. That's and right. So- more comfortable and they're all this and i get that i do get that i've read a lot about it i've researched it i understand that but i go back to what the gentleman said before it is the act it is the act you know you can be allergic to something and you really 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 want it and if you go ahead and have that you're going to break out in hives and go to the hospital you you may be born that way but you don't have to do it that's right what about the what about those who would say? What about those who would say, "Listen, I really love my partner, and I don't want to be in sin. That's why I want to get married to him." Well, it's very clear who's married in the Bible, but they don't that either. So it's the thing is that they are, you know, yeah. my whole thing on the gay pride and all of this is that they're not trying to convince us; they're trying to convince themselves. They're trying to convince themselves. Drifter seventy eight, come on in. Yeah, you got to, you got to deal with, see how Paul dealt with, the church, with it in the church in First uh, Corinthians five. It's always been around. Always been around. Yes, it's always been around. But he did. Well, he 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 basically said, "I don't judge outside the church. I expect that of the world." He's mm-hmm. inside the church. We got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. we got to cast them out. Don't have association with them. Get them out. Amen. See, we, we can't we can't judge the world because, like you were saying, what are we capable of without the Holy Spirit? You know, well, oh my goodness, we, that's what we expect I, I live that life. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, not, that's what we expect of the world. But what he's talking about is you can't have this inside the fellowship, that's got to be dealt with immediately. And then, gotcha. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I got somewhere I want to go. Rich, come on in, then Julie, quickly. Yeah, two things. Uh, first, uh, I, you know, according to the curse that God put on Adam and Eve, by default, we are born sinners. So when they say, well, I was born that way, well, in a, in a sense, yeah, you are. We were all born with a sin nature. Right. And then the second thing is Satan did a, a, fanta- a fantastic uh, military strategy, and that was infiltrating the church through, um, uh, shoot, where the preachers go to study. Um, and so the churches, you know, your question says, why do the churches believe this stuff about homosexuality? Well, Goes back to what we read the other day on Romans one. They are That's refusing right. the truth. Okay, let, let me let me keep moving. I got to get some stuff. I'm, I'm with you, Rich. Julie, go. Julie, and then Keith, and then I got to move. Same topic, but I got to move. Go, Julie. Okay. Good morning. Um, what? It's the mind. You know, the the warfare is in our mind. So you have to have that thought before. Julie, you- Julie, no, no, Julie. Listen, they'll say to me. I've had I've had people argue on the other side. Say to me, well, when did you choose to love women? rather than men. 
So that's the argument they throw at you. For some reason, they have this attraction to the same sex. But we wouldn't feel the same way, would we, if they had that same attraction to their dog? You wouldn't have the same reaction. If somebody that you knew had an attraction to a dog or to a cat, you wouldn't put them in the pulpit and let them sing praise and worship music, would you? We wouldn't let them do that, would we, folks? Come on in, Keith. Fear, hatred, um, hate uh, legislation. Uh, against uh, homosexuality, uh, they say, you know, get out of the church or whatever. You got to repent. You'd end up in court. Well, but yeah, I'm with you. But again, folks, please hear what I'm saying. This sin is continuing to spread because there is not universal rejection by the body of Christ against this sin. There are more you, you're going to make more people mad if they find out you go to a bar and drink a beer than if they find out if you're a homosexual. If they find out you're a homosexual, they'll, oh, well, we love you. Jesus loves you. If you're drinking a beer, oh, he, that guy's just an alcoholic. He's no Christian. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? We are, we are picking and choosing the sins that we think are approved of. By the way, I'm going to show you where that came from here in just a second. Go ahead, Betty. Uh, Good morning. Great, great topic. The thing is, it is so accepted that even pastors are becoming, whether they are gay, and they teach it. If a pastor can do that, it's going to be, well, I guess, more accepted by society. Yes, but Betty, let's be honest here. They won't even speak out against it. See, they won't, they they won't. Listen. We know how this is. I, I thought about when I was coming down the steps to do this show today. I, I know what's going to be out there. I'm a homophobe. I'm a bigot. I'm a, I'm a gay hater. I'm a gay basher. I'm, I'm just asking the question, is it a sin or is it not a sin? We've got to ask well, ourselves. What, I, what I'm saying is the pastor that I had, she was actually married. And then she got a divorce, which is not good to begin with. She, and she's married to a man, but then went and took up with a, a woman. Well, but, but Betty, Betty, understand this, because people will say this. Here's what happens to us. See? People will say you can't be a homosexual and be a Christian, but you can be a divorcee and be a Christian. They'll, they'll compare those two together, right? They say, well, that pastor, well, he got divorced. He can't be a pastor anymore. Well, what, then why not the same standard with homosexuality? I, I, I don't get it. We embrace homosexuality and we, we reject divorce for the most part. I'm not justifying either one of them, but both of them are the consequences of sin in lives. When people get married, they want to be married forever. Sometimes it doesn't work out and they get a divorce. Well, did they get a divorce because they were born that way? So they're selfish. They were what? 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 It's all sin nature. I'm, I'm heading somewhere. Stay with me a second here, okay? So here's why. Here's what brought it up to me today. Pull up number. Um, uh, Pull up number six for me real quickly. I I got three things I saw in the news uh, this morning that prompted me to talk about this this morning. Patriots push back. Get Disney's secret gay agenda. Disney. Every child grew up with Disney. I grew up with Disney. Did you know that Disney has a secret gay agenda? Watch Disney's. Keep going. Slide on down. I'm sorry, Spencer. All the way down, I'm going to show you a couple videos. Right here. Okay. Now, Now, I want you to listen to these next two videos. This is very, very short. This is a, a, a video from Inside Disney's All Hands meeting about Florida parental rights. By the way, 
say say gay no more. It's a law they're trying to pass in Florida. That's where Disneyland is. So here's an executive producer at Disney and what she says about she puts gay queerness into every child programming she does. It's only about a minute and a half. Let's listen. Go ahead, play it. It's like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like, informative part of my life. But at the same time, like, I worked at small studios most of my career. And I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little, like, sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must've happened in the last, like, like they are turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, this are, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. So she just added queer characters and guy boys kissing in the cartoons for the kids. Now this one is even worse. This one is a Disney corporate president, King Carrie Burke, as a mother of listen to this, as a mother of one transgender child, one pansexual child. She actually says this. Many, many more LGBTQIA characters in us. This lady is in a position of authority in Disney. And what do you think they're sneaking in Disney? Go ahead and play that, Spence. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through okay, I don't, I don't and conversations. This lady had what? Two queer children, a pan, pansexual child, a tra- what? What? And she's in position of authority at Disney and doing what? Trying to cram it down your child's throat and to indoctrinate your child in the acceptance of this. See, if we had videos and movies talking about the acceptance of pedophilia, which is just around the corner, by the way. It would soon become normalized. What if they start pushing videos of sex with animals? Oh, don't think that's not coming. Is the church all of a sudden going to say, well, that's okay? Because why? The people have accepted it. And so, therefore, the church is supposed to accept everything that the world accepts. How about this one? Go to number seven. Play number seven. How about this one? You don't think they're infiltrating our schools? Gay teacher. This is right here in Ohio. A gay teacher speaks out. He got fired for handing out gay pride bracelets to his students right down here in Chillicothe, Ohio, Reggie, right down in your area. Go ahead and play this real quick. Freeze it a second. Freeze it a second. Watch how the media frames it so he seems like the victim. Why, he's the most loving guy? Who would? He's such a kind, sweet man. 
And all he wants to do is have everybody be inclusive and accepting. And the church buys into it. Are we to accept homosexuality, church, or not? we got to make a decision. Go ahead and play. Can of worms. And I know I've started a discussion. And I trust that the members of this community know that I did that with no ill intent. A gay Ross County teacher loses his job after giving pride bracelets to students. The school district says he violated policy. But tonight, only on ABC6, he's refusing to stay silent. He tells our Luann Stoya why he did it and the deeper lesson he's hoping to teach. A pride bracelet like this one is igniting a firestorm in the community and here at Huntington Local High School. Students here holding a demonstration to support a teacher and to create LGBTQ awareness. Jay Bowman finds solace in taking care of plants. Bowman has taken care of kids as a teacher for 30 years. So when some girls asked about his rainbow-colored first Capital Pride bracelet, he gave them each one and told them about the advocacy group. And if a kid has questions, if a kid wants honesty, I don't think I should be forbidden from providing that. At Huntington High, yeah, some students <laughs> wore pride bracelets to class oh, in yeah. support okay, of get Bowman. It off. It makes me sick. Get it off of me. Get it off. Because the media is the promoter. One more. Hang on. One more. Let's go to uh, gay teacher silenced. Gay teachers. Notice how they're always making, dare I say it? Am I allowed to say this? How they are making these sinners appear persecuted. Notice the technique that they use. So here's a Florida teacher. He's upset with the don't say gay bill because he can't talk about his husband and their life together. And he's so persecuted. Good play. It's hard. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, it's twofold. It really hits hard um, in my heart professionally and uh, personally both. Uh, professionally, it, it truly makes me feel like um, I am not trusted as a professional. Um, I know my kindergarten standards through and through, and um, nowhere in our curriculum does it have anything about um, teaching sexual orientation or sexual identity. Um, so for them to, to say that, that, that that's happening, um, it, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, we should be able to have discussions, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten. And then personally, because, um, you know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. So, so do you worry that you won't even be able to talk about your own personal home life? I mean, I, I have a child in kindergarten right now. I know exactly that my, my child has two teachers, one of which has a daughter at home um, and is single. The you, other... you get what's going on here, right? This poor guy isn't allowed to tell these five-year-old kids about his boy, his husband, or whatever. Hey, folks, is the church pushing back against this? Or is the church confused because God made him that way, obviously? And we're to love everybody. We're confused. I'm asking for help this morning. I'm asking for help. What do we, is it a sin? Is it not a sin? Do we accept it? Do we not accept it? Can you be born gay and then it's okay if you're born gay? Can you have sex with animals and be born loving animals and you just, you just go a little bit farther than the average person goes? It's a slippery slope. It's sin 
conceiving children, sin babies. Myra, go. Yes, uh, it is definitely a sin. We're reading Galatians 5, 19, 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual yep. immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealous. And it goes to the end, mm. which it says um, that well, such were some of you. Yes. Such were it. some of you. <laughs> such were some of you. Such were some of you, right? Huh? Oh yeah. Well, well, he's got. He's very nice to children, and that's okay. And he's got a husband, and they have a house and a garden. Why? Well, he's just like any other person. Is he church? I'm just asking a question. Is he? Jeannie, come on in. Well, uh, in the state of Washington, um, all of this would be very well embraced. And in our school systems, we have the introduction in our middle school, 12-year-olds, of the LGBTQ+. I don't know what the plus is. I have girls that were boy crazy at the beginning of the year, and now they think they're lesbians. Mm, Um, Boy, boy. It's disgusting. I'm a school bus driver. It makes me sick. Jeannie. Jeannie, the church won't speak against it. The church won't speak against it. Come on, there in, Craig. isn't a person from the church that comes to the school board meetings. I swear, right. they, they won't. They won't speak against it. Come on in, Craig. Craig got some. Maybe Craig, 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 yeah, that Craig, not not Mickle, the other Craig. Well, Coach, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget. We, me, and you had that conversation in Joplin, and it yep. opened my eyes. But, anyways. They're nurturing the vine of Sodom. You're either on the, the, there's only two vines, vine of Christ or vine of Sodom. Now, the whole team of the vine of Sodom has gotten together to to, uh, introduce this to the youngest of our children, to say it's normal, to be that. Disney, Disney, right? And the church is, Greg, it's the church isn't, the church can't decide whether it's evil or not. The church can't decide. We put them in the choir and let them sing, right? We, We don't know. We don't have any problem with, you say, well, Coach, you can't say every homosexual is a, is a pedophile. Well, no. No, I can't. No, I'm not saying that. No. Coach. But, but yeah. if, I know a guy, if I know a guy has a sexual deviancy, do I want him around children? That's just a simple question. Well, well, Coach, I, I'll never forget. what You got me right to the point and just really a, a, offended so bad that, that, oh, man, I can't stand it. But the simple thing that you said, they're eating the children. They're eating the children. They're eating the children. Stephanie, our, reg- uh, our resident uh, former pagan, texted me this. Every single gay person I knew, male and female, used to have a lot of gay friends. She used to have a lot of them. And each and every one had a horrible trauma. Young. They were molested. They were raped. Could that want to be a, when a spirit entered into them? Could that be? Or had such a heartbreaking relationship, they decided they needed to try being gay. They hated their daddy. Well, whatever. They, they were overbearing mommy. They, the pagans and other heathens promote promiscuousness in every way and angle. And I might add, every sex act creates a cone of power that fuels a power source. Every time, no exceptions, and cords attached from whatever they have, no emotions needed. So when somebody engages in a homosexual act for the first time, folks, there is something that happens inside of them. There's something that happens. I don't know what it is, but I can promise you what Stephanie just said. 
I can't give a number, an overwhelming number of people who turn to homosexuality do it out of some form of trauma. I don't think it would be any doubt about that. Now, we're sick about the trauma. It caused them to have that same-sex attraction, which I believe to be real. But to teach that as normal to other people is, in fact, an abomination. But that's exactly what we do, and we don't care. Paul Goslin, come in. Now, I was thinking about the authority that allows this, and I want to kind of remind you that doctors doing these transgender surgeries is, in my mind, just just as bad, if not worse. The, the, the concept of uh, what you just brought up is uh, all this MKUltra stuff. There's something about imprinting that goes on as a, yes, as a child. And, um, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, if that were true and it was completely you couldn't treat it, then there wouldn't be guys like me around, okay? Mm-hmm. So God does overcome this bullshit. And I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not proud of the fact I put a gun to a priest's head, but I'm damn glad he let me do it. <laughs> Amen. So friends, listen to me. Listen to me. The power of the orgasm is immeasurable. And if you are a young boy, and you receive your first orgasm from another man, you don't think that's going to cause some confusion? Huh? Come on here. Say, oh, that felt good. I'm going to go have him do that again. That felt good. And not having any spiritual discernment at all, they get enticed, lured, hooked. And then we in the church say, it's normal. It's normal. Let's teach it in kindergarten. It's normal. Oh, and by the way, you can also, if you want to, you can you can cut off your penis and you can have breast implants and you can be a woman and that's normal too. We have lost, the church has lost its stinking mind, folks. It's Amen. not the world. The world's acting like the world. Now, I run a risk here today because I, I, I can only imagine my right ring watching those folks are going to be saying about homophobe, God, uh, uh, gay hate, gay bashing, gay hating. They're teaching it to our children. They're teaching Ooh. it to. Okay, now listen, I got a lot of you one in here. I got I to gotta tie this together. Bear with me a second. Bring up for me. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's, it's a second one. Um, say, Coach, I could be talking right now. What are you doing? Bring up manifesto. Manifesto. Bring it up. You guys know this? Huh? You know about the homosexual manifesto that was read into the congressional record, the congressional record on February 15th, 1987. This was read into the congressional record. You ready? You ready, friends? Huh? This isn't Tommy and Billy next door having a garden. All right? We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in your mail clubs, in your houses of Congress. Wherever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our bidding. They will be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. Women, you cry for freedom. You say you are no longer satisfied with men. They make you unhappy. 
we connoisseurs of the masculine face, the masculine physique, shall take your men from you then. We will amuse them. We will instruct them. We will embrace them when they weep. Women, you shall wish you, women, you say you wish to live with each other instead of men. Then go and be with each other. We shall give your men pleasure. They have never known because we are foremost men too. And only one man knows how to truly please another man. Only one man can understand the depth and feeling, the mind and body of another man. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation will be passed which engenders love between men. All homosexuals must stand together as brothers. We must be united artistically, philosophically, socially, politically, and financially. We will triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy. If you dare to cry faggot, fairy, queer at us, we will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead puny bodies. We shall write poems of the love between men. We shall stage plays plays in which men openly caress men. We shall make films about the love between heroic men, which will replace the cheap, superficial, sentimental, insipid, juvenile, heterosexual fatuations presently dominating your cinema screens. We shall sculpt statues of beautiful young men of bold athletes who will be placed in your parks, your squares, your plazas. The museums of the world will be filled only with paintings of graceful, naked lads. Our writers and artists will make love between men fashionable and they regret, and we will succeed because we are adept at setting styles. We will eliminate heterosexual liaisons through usage of the device of wit and ridicule, devices which we are skilled in employing. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. You'll be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests are not the safe, familiar, bourgeoisie, heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are all among you. We may be sitting across the desk from you. We may be sleeping in the same bed with you. There will be no compromises. We are not middle-class weaklings, highly intelligent. We are the natural aristocrats of the human race. And steely-minded aristocrats never settle for less. Those who oppose us will be exited, exiled. We shall raise vast primate private armies, as Mishima did, to defeat you. We shall conquer the world because warriors inspired by and bended together by homosexual love and honor are invincible as were the ancient Greek soldiers. The family unit spawning grounds of lies, betrayals, mediocrity, hypocrisy, and violence will be abolished. The family unit, which only dampens imagination and curbs free will, must be eliminated. Perfect boys will be conceived and grown in the genetic laboratory. They will be bonded together in communal settings under the control and instruction of homosexual savants. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Only Our only gods are handsome young men. We adhere to the cult of beauty, moral and aesthetic. All that is ugly and vulgar and banal will be annihilated. Since we are alienated from middle-class heterosexual conventions, we are free to live our lives according to the dictates of the pure imagination. For us, too much is not enough. 
the exquisite society that emerged will be governed by an elite comprised of gay poets. One of the major requirements for a position of power in the new society of homoeroticism will be indulgence in Greek passion. Any man contaminated with heterosexual lust will be automatically barred from a position of influence. All males who insist on remaining stupidly heterosexual will be tried in homosexual courts of justice and will become invisible men. We shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexual lies and distortions. We shall portray the homosexuality of the great leaders and thinkers who shaped the world. We will demonstrate that homosexuality and intelligence and imagination are inextricable strictly linked that homosexuality, homosexuality is a requirement for true, noble, true beauty in a man. We shall be victorious because we are fueled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who've been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb, heterosexual shows through the ages. We too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, heteroswine. When we appear before you without our masks. Sounds like a very loving community. <laughs> How many have you ever seen that? How many had ever heard that? And you say, Well, that's not that's not the homosexuals I know. That's not the ones I the one no I love. They're loving and caring and they're very, very kind. Yeah, it's the agenda. It's the monster behind the agenda. And the reason that we are, they're coming for your children. They're coming for our children. Disney, kindergarten, high schools, gay pride parades, gay characters on. Why are they coming for our children? Can I tell you why? Because the church doesn't even know whether or not homosexuality is a sin anymore. Boom. The church doesn't even recognize sin anymore. I'm going to tell you, the failure of the church is going to come about not because of the things we loved, but because of the things that we refused to hate. We'll see you tomorrow.